Hello, and welcome to the fourth installment of our six-part podcast series entitled The ABCs of the LOAs. Congratulations! If you've been listening to the other segments in this current podcast series, you have now made it over the halfway mark in our series on learning some of the basics and more complex aspects of Leaves of Absence Laws. In this fourth segment of our ABCs of the LOA series, we will address one of the more common leaves of absences that employers generally provide to its female employees and associated topics that the employer must consider as well if they have a maternity leave policy or practice. If one of your top salespersons comes to you just as your business is about to enter into the selling frenzy season and announces that she is pregnant, what's the first thought that pops into your head as the employer? Congratulations. Oh no, she's going to ask me for time off. Yikes, I'll have to terminate my best salesperson because I can't afford to have her off work. All of the above, maybe? Whatever the thoughts that may be swirling around in the employer's head at that moment, the only appropriate response, and legal response that is, is congratulations. In your next breath, the employer can then begin to discuss any forthcoming time off request that may be asked by this employee. As an initial matter, though, when it comes to maternity leave, if there are no applicable employment contracts or federal or state laws that apply, then any maternity time off to which employees are entitled is governed only by employer policy or practice. If the employer offers maternity leave or personal time off benefits, the employer in this hypothetical should remind the employee of the benefits and ask her to provide some information as to how much time off she expects to take. That said, if an employee needs to take time off for medical reasons sooner or more often than expected because she is disabled by the pregnancy, the employer can require that she verify such absences with documentation if this is the same approach taken for any other employee who requests time off due to a temporary medical condition. It is important to note that federal and state anti-discrimination laws prohibit employers from discriminating on the basis of gender, including pregnancy. This means that if an employee is temporarily unable to perform her job duties due to pregnancy or needs time off to visit a doctor, for example, the employer must treat her the same as any other temporarily disabled employee, such as by providing time off, light duty, modified tasks, alternative assignments, or even leave from work. It is true that pregnant employees are not entitled to preferential treatment, but they cannot be treated worse than other employees who are not pregnant. On the other hand, if the employer does not generally provide time off or leave for temporary medical issues and temporarily disabled employees must take leave without pay, be docked for absences, and or face termination after a certain number of absences, then pregnant employees may risk the same consequences for pregnancy-related absences, including childbirth. The employer must tread carefully, though, before disciplining or terminating employment under such circumstances, because if challenged, the employer will be required to cite evidence that it treated similarly situated non-pregnant employees the same way, for example, by not allowing time off, refusing to hold open their jobs, replacing them, terminating employment, etc., Talk about maternity leave and baby bonding usually revolves around female employees. However, it is worth noting that the Federal Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, known as the EEOC, 
has taken the position that employers need to treat female and male employees the same when it comes to maternity and paternity leaves of absence. According to the EEOC, when an employer does grant maternity leave, the employer may not deny paternity leave to a male employee for similar purposes, e.g. preparing for or participating in the birth of his child or caring for the newborn. Accommodating female but not male employees constitutes unlawful disparate treatment of males on the basis of sex. This is why it is recommended that employers consider offering the same policy for both genders relative to taking time off to bond with a newborn, adopted, or even placement of a foster care child so as to avoid potential discrimination concerns. This segment offers an overview of addressing maternity leave issues for employers. States may have their own local regulations that provide for time off to pregnant employees or those employees recovering from childbirth, so the employer should be aware of both state and federal laws that may apply to it. Be sure to subscribe to our channel and check out our other segments of this podcast series for more information on the employer's rights and obligations when it comes to a variety of leaves of absence laws and policies.